Hello, my friends. It's your buddy Phil here. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And those of you getting ready for the PMP or the CAPM exam, I hope you're doing what you should, which is staying on top of the content. So you know how I roll. Today, I've got an impromptu quiz for you. And I want us to start off by answering the questions that I have. Which process does the project charter come from as an output? The answer is develop project charter. Now, I hope you are paying attention to the 49 processes because they actually have not gone away. There are these rumors, you know, that have been spreading around people saying you don't have to know these processes anymore. I beg to differ. All it takes is having a very process-heavy predictive exam, as some of my students have. So I don't want to discredit the PMBOK guide, 6th edition content, or process groups of practice guide. That stuff is still relevant. Let's move on to another process. Tell me, from where do lessons learned registers as an output come from? The lessons learned register is an output of what? The answer is manage project knowledge. Next question. Work performance reports comes from a process. Which process is that? Work performance reports comes from the monitor and control project work process. This is where you are compiling work performance information to give your work performance report. Next question. From which process does the risk register come from? The answer is the identify risks process. Next question. From which process does the stakeholder engagement plan come from? The answer is plan stakeholder engagement. Next question. From which process does closed procurements come from? The answer is from control procurements. Next question. Tell me the five stages of team development. The answer. Forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning. Next question. Tell me what are the four quadrants in the Hersey Blanchard model? The answer bottom left quadrant. This is the delegate quadrant. Bottom right quadrant is the directing quadrant. Top right quadrant is the coaching quadrant and top left quadrant is the supporting quadrant so going from bottom left you have delegating to the right directing above coaching and again to the left at the top supporting this helps you understand the importance of situational leadership and how your leadership style could evolve 
or vary depending on the circumstance and the individuals that you're working with. For example, someone comes into a firm with a whole lot of passion but very little understanding of how to do things, your approach with them could be directing. And as they grow and evolve, your approach towards them could be more delegating. And depending on the ebbs and flows in their career, you could at some times be coaching and other times be supporting. It really depends on the circumstances and the individuals. Next question. Tell me, the Thomas Kilman Conflict Mode Instrument has five approaches to conflict. What are they? Tell me, all five. Okay, now I know you really want to tell me this one, so hit the pause button if you need more time. But the answers are as follows. Withdraw or avoid. That is retreating, running away from the conflict, not wanting to get involved. Perhaps it means you are retreating, but that doesn't mean that you won't come back to face the conflict when you've got backup or you've got more facts to support you. So that's withdraw or avoid. The next one is compromise or reconcile. And compromise or reconcile is looked at as where you're getting something from that conflict situation. Your concerns may be temporarily met, partially met. It's not a full resolve. It's called compromise or reconcile. The next one is called smooth or accommodate. Smoothing is when you concede your viewpoint, your vantage point, your position for the sake of peace and harmony. So, did that make sense? Smooth or accommodate is a conceding. That's not the same as compromise or reconcile. So you've got to get those two straight. Compromise or reconcile means there's a temporary fix or a partial fix, but smooth or accommodate is a conceding. You just gave up your position. All right. Number four, force or direct. This is using a power position to resolve conflict. Best used in the case of an emergency, but some people may abuse it and just use it to power up on people and bulldoze and have their way regardless. And that's force or direct. Do it my way. Listen to what I have to say. You agree with me. You be quiet. I'm the boss. Or you be quiet. I have the upper hand. And honestly, force or direct. You don't have to be the boss to use that. So when we say a power differential, could be position, but it could also be the informal organization. Where someone has the upper hand, not because of their direct position, but because of certain influence they have. Maybe they're a union boss. They might be the janitor, but they're the union boss. And they can use a force or direct. No, we're not having any negotiations. We're striking tomorrow. End of story. You know, that kind of thing. But again, you need to understand it depends on the individuals at play. 
not the best one to use at all times, obviously. The final one is collaborate or problem solve. Some people also call this confront because you are confronting the problems or the issues at hand, the conflict, not the person. All right. And those are the five. Withdraw or avoid, compromise or reconcile, smooth or accommodate, force or direct, collaborate, problem solve, confront. Okay. Here is your final question for today. I want you to tell me what are the six processes in project resource management. The six processes of project resource management. Can you remember any of them? I'll take whatever you've got. How about that? All right, hit the pause button if you need more time. All right, let's talk about it. Project resource management process number one. This is known as plan resource management. Next, estimate activity resources. Number three, acquire resources. Number four, develop team. Number five, manage team. And number six, control resources. Remember, control resources does not pertain to the humans. It's just the physical and the materials. Well, thank you very much for joining me on today's show. Hit that like button, subscribe, smash that five star button if you're on Spotify. Those of you on Spotify, I got to give it to you. You showed up and you showed your buddy Phil support to smash that button when I asked you. My friends on Apple, thank you very much for those of you. There were a few of you who did that. And I appreciate it. But whatever the platform you're on, help me by smashing the five-star button if you found value from today's show and if you find value from the other 280-plus shows that are out there on this platform right now. For those of you getting ready for the CAPM exam, uh uh-oh, I'm taking a look at the time and time's ticking away and we've got till the 24th of July, 2023 to take the CAPM exam based on the sixth edition. If you don't, you know what's going to happen next. You're going to face the CAPM exam based on the 7th edition. But not to worry. I've already got a curriculum. I've been teaching this since January. And it's based on the PMBOK Guide, 7th edition, the Business Analysis Guide, and Agile for CAPM. So if that sounds like something you want to take advantage of when the time comes and you find yourself dealing with the CAPM exam based on the 7th edition, go on down to praiseon.com. That's P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. And you can find all our training programs there. Okay? Well, thank you very much, my friends. Remember, we also have the PMP exam immersion. I actually have a deal going on right now for just $25. You can actually jump on the PMP exam immersion program and you can watch four hours of content, me taking you through the PMP exam content outline, 
I'm going to endeavor to put a link below. And uh, if you don't see the link, just remind me, hey, Phil, we don't see that link for the HPM. All right, because I would really love for you to attend that special session. It's available for just, like I said, $25, four hours of really fantastic content that I'm taking you through the entire PMP exam content outline. Uh, only here. You won't find that uh, anywhere else. All right, my friends. Thank you very much. You take care and bye for now. All right, my friends, it's the chill out. And we've got a special guest. We've got Jonathan, who was on the journey with us, and he's now a boss. How does mm -hmm. it feel, Jonathan? Tell us again. Let it let it's, it drum into our heads so we can do what you did. It feels relieving after about three or four months of uh, pretty intense studying. And, you know, I don't have a lot of free time. So I felt like pretty much it was just my work, you know, having a new baby and now um, being PMP certified is just really exciting. Um, it's relieving to be honest. Um, but I'm just excited to share a little bit more of what, you know, what I went through and, and Thank you. lessons learned. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. So let's just start talking about why PMP was it a must in your company. Did they say you have to do it? What, what informed your decision to go ahead? I've actually always wanted to get my PMP, uh, just for my own personal career. Um, and I, I got my CAPM when I was in college. I really like projects. Um, CAPM is Certified Associate in Project Management. So it's kind uh -huh. of intro PMP without um, any education requirements or not without any uh, experience requirements. Um, so now that I've been doing project management for three years and I've always had it on my horizons and my current company actually provided a, a PMP course um, to really get the flow. And then I, I took the crazy on uh, course to really get the, um, the people process uh, type of things and yeah. the mindset really. So people both process. those things, all those things together really gave me a more holistic view of the, of the PMP. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So tell us the cap M, how did that give you some leverage? Did it give you some leverage? Um, it, it just got me familiar with the wording. I took it in 2018, so it's about four years old. Um, so I was really able to understand the ITTOs. Um, but in regards to the PMP mindset and the PMI mindset and all that stuff, it was it did not prepare me um, mm -hmm. adequately enough for that for that type of thing. So that's why I was glad to take a couple courses to get refreshed. Um, if I just took my PMP right after uh you know knowing i passed my capm i don't think i'll be as confident in mm -hmm. in addressing a lot of uh, situational questions on the exam mm -hmm. it's really good to talk to someone who's done the capm because i don't get a whole lot of folks who do the capm and have the courage to muscle up and do pmp so tell us the world of capm with all the ittos that you need to know versus pmp world what would you say to someone who is a CAPM and wants to go for PMP? Any advice about how you would tackle the ITTOs or not? Definitely. Um, I took my CAPM on a, like an online type course with no uh, interaction, really. Um, it was just kind of like watch the course, take notes, and then um, take the exam. And I felt like that was a, a pretty reliable way. But PMP is a whole different animal. You can't just watch videos 
<laughs> and then expect to know exactly what to do. I, having an, uh, it wasn't in person, but it was online format, like via Zoom type of thing. And um, that was through my company. And so we really went in deep on a lot of the process and a lot of, uh, you know, the knowledge and stuff like that. And being able to understand the flow. And then I went and uh, needed more agile, needed mm. to beef up my agile. I didn't have, there wasn't much agile, to be honest, on CapM four years ago. There was, there was a couple agile, you know, maybe 10, 20%. Um, but the PMP really emphasizes at least hybrid. So you have to know both. Um, mm. And I feel like I wouldn't feel as confident um, taking a PMP uh, exam if I just took the um, CapM and, and used that knowledge because I feel like I would question a lot of my answers with agile type verbiage. Um, and a lot of the answers are very similar to each other. And you just kind of know mm. um, what is in and what is out type of thing on the verbiage. Hmm. So I definitely would say it was very helpful to, to have a more rounded um, approach to that for sure. Gotcha. So how much is too much, Jonathan? Because a lot of folks, <clears throat> they still try to cram and memorize all the ITTOs, what would you say to people who are obsessing over formulas and ITTOs? How much is too much and where's the balance? Where's the sweet spot? Uh, if you're obsessing over them, it's probably you're taking too much time, to be honest. Um, for my CAPM, I definitely obsessed over all that stuff. And I did the, you know, the cheat sheet and I like scribbled a bunch of crap down to make sure I knew, remembered everything. But the PMP exam is nothing like that. You don't need to know all the, form I mean, you should know what the formulas mean, the definitional and, you know, what's above, what's below, all that stuff. But if they're going to ask you, like, you know, total up all these things and make an estimated budget, and they're not going to do any of that. Mm. Um, so I would say understand the general flow. Um, definitely know what comes before, what comes after. If someone can say, you know, is this before or after this thing? Okay. definitely uh, work on those things. Um, and I did, I definitely, uh, I felt like I hit it over holistically a lot. I never just like focus in on one thing okay. and um, try to memorize it. I was just like, okay, you always, you know, estimate and then you analyze and then you, you know what I mean? Like the general uh, flow of how data, you know, data becomes information becomes, you know, you like, you and then it becomes reports right and mm -hmm. so there's like definitely a flow i mean you have to know what that flow is but if you're if you're trying to um get really in the in the weeds and in the details of definitional i think you're kind of going down a dark alley and it's not really gonna there's not a lot of value it's not gonna end well <laughs> it's not a lot of value you're 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 focusing on maybe a one percent mm. And it's, you can be really, I mean, you know, in the 80, 20 rule, right. Mm. And you can really focus on the meat of the PMP, which is a lot of um, mindset stuff. And it will definitely address most of those questions for sure. Mm. So, you know, Jonathan, when we did our immersion, we talked about the ma mantra, the mindset mantras, and I went yes. through all 36 of them. Was that of any help? Definitely, definitely a very big help. And I, and, um, you know, I, when I was first looking into, um, doing the PMP, I didn't think that was going to be very big, to be honest. Um, but once I, I saw a bunch of situational questions and I'm like, how do I, you know, what do you base it off of, right? Do you base it off personal experience? Do you base it off of PMI? And, but if you don't know what PMI's kind of pillars are, or just general, you know, like you never really ask your manager. Mm. That's just a, a general, you should be able to 
the buck stops with you, right? You stop, you just stop passing the buck with you and stuff like that. Like some, some situations in your, your, the company you work for, maybe that is a appropriate response, but going over the mindset and the mantras and especially agile and like, you know, customer over mm. a customer collaboration, right? It's like very important. So um, definitely go over those things and um, not really memorize, to be honest, I wouldn't memorize, but I mm. would just, Whenever Phil says it in the podcast, repeat it out loud type of thing. That's what I did. Um, and it was definitely really helpful to be like, oh yeah, this is, this is not falling in that. Mm. That's, that's really great stuff to know. And I want to encourage our friends to keep the chats going. Don't be all quiet. Uh, they got some congrats in the chat, uh, Jonathan, if you're taking a look. Good, good, good. And um, I also want to ask some standard you know, questions that people normally have at the end of this exam. People normally want to know, okay, was Agile difficult? Yes, it was prominent, but was it difficult in your opinion? If you can take the practice exam uh, that Phil has, that's probably the most difficult. <laughs> it's more mm -hmm. difficult than the PMP in, in terms of Agile, at least. Um, I felt like it wasn't very difficult. You just have to be familiar. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of um, PMs that I talk with um, that took just my company provided course, they just were not familiar with the agile terms and how that flows. And um, it, didn't, it seemed very uh, surface level, but if you don't know, you don't know. And it, You're it right. Really yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at a few of the slide questions that I've prepared and content just to go through. So you've told us why PMP, we know what you did leading up to it. We know you had a cap M. Um, how did you study, Jonathan? How many hours in a day were you putting in? Um, I probably studied over 100 hours, maybe 120 hours total over the course of about three or four months. So that totals to about, you know, some days it's two hours, some days it's four hours, some days it's one hour. Um, gotcha. On average, I would say around two hours over the course of the day it wasn't i don't have time especially with a new baby to mm -hmm. sit down for two dedicated hours <laughs> but you know 30 minutes in the morning 30 minutes on my lunch break and one hour at night type of thing wow my general plan yeah i duff my hat to you with a newborn you yeah. see so i got certified before i had kids so i cannot imagine how hard it must have been to to have to wake up at night and do stuff and you know so i duff my hat to you what about the night before the exam and a week before the exam? Do you remember any particular things or habits you would advise? It's funny that you say this because I, I think if you don't, if you're not ready the night before the exam, you're not ready. It's not mm. like the last, the night's going to really <laughs> prepare you. So I actually scheduled my studying to end three days before the exam. Wow. So I didn't actually study the last, the last two days I did review just from keeping my mind, keeping the mindset. The last day, maybe 15 minutes, but I really didn't study. Um, and so as a result, I think I was refreshed in the morning. Mm. Wow, that's smart. That's a good tip, good tip. So how did you master these sections? I think you've already given us the clue. You came in for the <clears throat> immersion. And you were really in the zone. You were really in the moment. That's one thing I love about your attendance. You were right there following everything that was said. 
you are hundred percent. You turn on the camera, and you know, I, I just, I just loved that. So when the time was coming up to you getting into the exam, I'm like, Jonathan's got this. I'm not going to worry about him. I'm not going to worry about him. He's got it. So I, I stopped worrying, and you know, the rest is history. But let's talk about what else you did. So I know you came for the immersion. You had the content. How did you really like firm up in people, process, business, agile, hybrid, predictive? Great question. Um, I think every day you have to do something for PMP. Mm. Um, you can't really have a day where you don't study, even if it's just listening to a video, even if it's just, um, you know, doing a practice exam. I remember in one of your videos, I don't know which one it was, but it was talking about like, basically like a meal, right? You do something <laughs> for breakfast, you do something for lunch, you do something for dinner. So I followed that, you know, every morning I did a, wow. a practice exam. I had a, like a PMP uh, question of the day app. Mm. I would just go through and it was super, it was five minutes, right? And you'd read through why and what you got wrong and all that. And then at lunchtime, I'd listen to one of your podcasts and just have mm. some time going to walk with my baby and just listen and maybe watch a video here or there. Um, and then at dinner, I had actually an exam booklet and I just would, I read through 500 pages of that booklet, underlined all the stuff. And I think just, you know, like every day, it's like, you know, when I, and I don't have a lot of time, I feel like it was just one thing I did. Wow. <laughs> I, I cut all social media, I cut all TV, I cut all video games. I cut everything. I said, I'm not going to do it until I pass. So even wow. if I take it, I don't pass then, you know, so I, had, I was really motivated, especially after three months of like, <laughs> nothing um no entertainment wow. um you know i just it was just great pmp wow and my wife would be like yeah I, I got a couple of that conflict resolution stuff and i would <laughs> go through you know like what did i learn that could be applied to real life and so wow. like it really connects it right i love it and uh you know talking about like opportunities and threats and easy and a team all that stuff like once you once you apply it in real life on the exam it's like oh yeah you know i love it i love it that's what i'm talking about come on my friends start your questions put questions in the chat so that buddy jonathan you know he's he's a pmp now he ain't got time to like hang around so you better put the questions in before he goes on his next big deal so jonathan let's take a look at this one more time the exam starts right yeah and you begin looking at questions is it hard to say this question is just purely people or purely process or purely business? Or was it very clear when things were just purely process or did they just mash it all up and it's hard to tell? It was all mashed up, oh, Lord. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the hardest exam I've ever taken and I thought I failed and I got above target in all areas. Wow. I, I honestly, I felt like I was confident and maybe 5%. I was like, oh, that's definitely this answer. I felt like I did what your method, you, you eliminate, eliminate and you're down to two and I was like, <laughs> I feel like this way and it was like the whole exam and i was just oh my gosh yeah. wow <laughs> wow that's just wild so let's say you get in you went into a test center right yes sir and you sit down and then up comes question one and how do you feel as you see question one of course we're not going into details we're sworn to secrecy but yeah. how do you feel when you see question one I, I thought I was in over my head. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I did all this studying and I'm going to come back and my, my wife's going to be like, you failed <laughs> and you, you know, like all these things. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> was there a breaking point when that stopped and you began feeling, you know what? I think I got this. 
last 30 questions. Are you kidding? Wow. Wow. So one just has to stare at it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And is I had it fair, uh -huh. Go ahead. Is it fair to say that they front loaded the difficulty? Do you feel they did? Definitely. And you told me, you, you, you advised, by the way, they're going to be front loading the difficulty. And I felt like there were some gotcha, like easy questions the last 30, but there was none the first 60. And I felt like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a weight on my uh, confidence for sure. You know, oh, I was going in, I was all confident. And then I was like, oh, do I know this? I don't know. Wow. Wow. So how would you advise that someone <clears throat> who feels like you did, how would you advise them to navigate that part of being in the valley of, I don't know where I am? Um, I would say, take it slow. Um, I, I, I always tell myself the, your first answer is probably your best answer. So don't really rely on, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Cause you're just not, you know, you're going to get to a point where you're, when you go back, you're going to be more tired than when you first read it. So I, I just try to like do one at a time and just take it on one at a time. And I did, um, in my company, we call it energy management instead of time management. Mm. Well, I did write down the time, you know, I should have, you know, the first 60 by this time, take a break. And I wrote that down. So I have a baseline, but the first 30, I was, I was completely wiped. Um, and it was actually really early in the morning at 8 a.m. In, wow. in the town that was 45 minutes away. And I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, the night before with the baby and all that stuff. So I was like really running low on that first 30. And they and I decided I'm going to take an unscheduled break and just do, because I was already ahead on the, I was, I took questions a little quicker in the beginning. Mm. I noticed I was trending ahead on my, my schedule and I was like, okay, I need to take a break or I'm just, I'm burning myself out. Wow, unscheduled break. It's a long time I heard anyone say that word. So yep. for those who don't know, it means this is eaten into your time, right? Mm -hmm. It's not being given to you like the customary two breaks you get. This yeah. is you just saying, I need to tap out. That, and that's a boss move. You see what I'm saying? I like <laughs> it when you got control and dominance over the exam to say, you know what? I stopped the time. You don't control me. I control you. Yeah, because I was like, these next 30 questions are probably all wrong if I'm so tired. So I, I brought a lot of snacks. Snacks really get me going. Ah. My wife got, you know, got me snacks. And so I actually got stepped out. I you know, gave myself 10 minutes and I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom, get a lot of water, get a lot of snacks and just like really just break. And then mm. come back and hit it hard. So I, you know, and then when I came back, I felt like, okay, now I have the energy. I did 30 more questions. Then I took a scheduled break. Ah. And then I did the last 60, 60. And I actually ended there a little early, like 20 minutes. Wow. Early. Yeah. Wow. That is a brilliant, brilliant lessons learned to take an unscheduled break. And it's a boss move. And it, I think it actually, personally, I think it would calm you down to know. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. You know? When I was looking at my schedule, I'm like, I'm 10 minutes ahead. And I'm like. I'm so tired and I'm just, I'm just dragging my feet wow. question after question. And, um, wow. you know, they, I just, I had to, I had to take some time to really get my brain back on track. Um, and I think that really definitely helped, um, in the long run, because I feel like I was able to manage my energy throughout the whole four, I was a four hour exam, right? Yeah. Year, you know, 30 minutes in, I'm like, I'm not going to make it unless I take some time to really huh. break. So, wow. Thanks for sharing that lesson learned. We got a question in from one of our friends, Sumi. Sumi's asking, was a difficulty or ease of elimination similar to praising on quizzes? 
So in the beginning, Sumi, if I heard Jonathan correctly, what did you say in the beginning, Jonathan? Um, I felt like it was easy to eliminate one. The second one was similar, you know, if you think it through it, and then you really get down to two. And um, I felt like the Praiseon quizzes were very similar in regards to elimination. Um, you could definitely um, eliminate one for sure. And then you're down to three. And then if you, you know, have the vocabulary and you have the process flow and you have all that stuff, okay, eliminate number two. And then you're between these two and you're looking at, okay, what's the best answer or what's the first thing the PM should do or what's the next thing they should do. And between those two things, I thought, okay, I, I got this now. You're on mute. Great question, Sumi, you're on mute. You want to unmute, say something? Seems like you're enjoying oh, the outdoors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, here I am. Yep, yep. Thank you so much. Yeah. That is that is just, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of great information, Jonathan. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and then, you know, another quick question is, um, you know, of course, Phil, has you know he he always says this he has a ton of material so <laughs> if um for you know all of us have only so much time we are all pressed for time what would your advice be jonathan to kind of hit on the top say top five things from the praiseon curriculum mm. uh, on a daily basis say if i gave myself 60 days 60 yeah yeah. I don't know if it's, that's a fair question, but. Um... Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I would say uh, if you don't know anything, mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I go through Phil's course, the, the full course, because I already took another course. Um, mm -hmm. But I went through all of his like YouTube and, and videos like that as Spotify playlist. And I would say, you know, if you don't know anything, definitely go through the whole thing. Um, but if you already have a good baseline knowledge, then just look up the stuff that you really feel like you're lacking. In. You know, I, I didn't feel confident in the procurement section. So I looked and I, he has a six minute video on procurement. So I, I followed up on that. And then um, I didn't feel really confident in agile because my, my, my course didn't, you know, or the book that I was doing didn't really go through agile. So I, I watched every agile or <laughs> every podcast on agile. Cause that's what I, I needed help on. Um, and then I also didn't, wasn't really confident in the man, mindset because a lot of the, the study book was mostly process-based. So then I went through the mindset. But so, you know, it depends on if you're starting from ground zero, then definitely if he has, you know, he has a whole course. I, st I started watching it. And I'm like, okay, I know this stuff already. I don't need to, yeah. you know, be, I don't need to waste my time and go doing all the whole thing again. But if you haven't done that, definitely watch everything. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, focus in and, and take a lot of notes, you know, or, or, write, or write it down. Like what, you know, if someone says, okay, stakeholder, like what's in that chapter? If you don't feel confident in anything talking to the customer, you know, any of that stuff, then maybe that's what you focus on. But if you, you say someone says cost, you know, oh, I know EV, I know SPI, I know ICPI. Okay, maybe you don't need to focus on that. Um, right. So I would say definitely, you know, just go, you know, chapter by chapter and be like, you know, what am I lacking? What do I not feel confident in? And um, a lot of Phil's um, stuff is really focusing on that mindset and it builds that confidence. Okay. I know, you know, A and Z and, you know, I, I know all these steps and then Phil really shows, okay, this is the story of all that and the flow. And then you're okay. Now I can fill in those gaps where I felt like 
on my book, it wasn't as clear or, you know, in whatever, um, definitely. Absolutely, so, thank you. And we yeah. had this one. Jonathan also had the immersion book. If he wanted to refer to anything, he had that in his back pocket. And then, like he's saying, he had the 35 tasks videos in the learning yeah. system yeah. if he wanted to go through them. And I might add, Jonathan sucked that mock exam in the jaw twice. So yeah, definitely taking the, the mock, mock exam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking that 180 question mock exam. And I'm, okay. I mean, he, he got a very, very high score, you know, in the 90s. So a lot of people, they tap out on the mock exam, said, oh, well, I passed it. So that, no, you got to take it until you're getting in the 90s. That's my recommendation. So when I saw that, I, I said, I can have a good night's sleep. Jonathan's going to do it. And he did. So. And I went through every question I went wrong. And I wrote down why I got it wrong wow. the first time. And I just, wow. you know, when you go through the second time, it, it, it's definitely easier because it's the same questions, but still you hard. mindset again. You, you know, I still miss questions because you, you have to go through, you have to remember, and you, you know, it just, it solidifies. And when you see that high score, you're like, okay, you know, I feel confident going to my PMP. Um, so definitely, yeah. Exactly. Good stuff, Jonathan. Thank you, Sumi, for the question. We got another question from our friend Cece, and that question is: Were there any topics that were new uh, that you didn't study for? Mm -hmm. Did you feel that there were any like, wow, where's this from? Never heard this one before. Like, I mean, totally weird or outlandish topics. Did you get anything like that? Without going um, into the spe specifics, just yeah, what, that's a good. I'm I'm really thinking because I'm trying. Honestly, after, you know, reading a 500 page study book and, and <laughs> going through all of Phil's stuff and doing practice stuff, I felt like I knew the knowledge, mm -hmm. right? But applying it in the questions, mm -hmm. those were really threw me off. Um, and they were, I don't know, I felt like they were throwing a lot of curveballs or just a lot of like tweaks in there. And so mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, if, if you know, if you do your due diligence, if you go through and you go through each chapter and you go through each one of Phil's videos and you take notes and, you know, like, I felt like the knowledge was the easiest part. If, they, if someone asked me a definitional question, I got that, mm. but it wasn't definitional questions. And so that's where the mindset and the PMI mindset really comes in. And I felt like if I were to do it again, I would probably focus more on that. But I, like right before the exam, I was really focusing on that and it definitely showed so. Gotcha. Good. All right, Cece, thanks for that question. Come on now, keep the questions coming. Stop being all shy and cute. Put those questions in the chat. You know, all those things you were like, uh oh, I wonder if ask a PMP boss who's going to help you. So Jonathan, let's uh, fast forward in the journey. So you come back in reinvigorated. You go into round two after you're now uh, given break by the PMI. And this is your next, uh, what, question 61 to 120. So how does it feel in, in that one? Um, I felt a lot better, you know, had some more food and, and, and fueled up and I did a lot of stretching and like, you know, mm. power posing confidence. And <laughs> nice. Question 61. Arms slam back down again. PMI is like, bam. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> but then you just, you know, you got to calm down, right? Stay within the question, really focus, mm. eliminate, and you just do one at a time, you know? 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much like a fast test ticker, you know, easy mm. I finish early. Mm-hmm. So slowing myself down, you know, I try to only read the question once or twice, maybe three times max. Cause once you're doing it too many times, you're just, you're spinning your wheel. So I really like, I slowed myself down. I was like, I'm going to read this question like once, mm-hmm. maybe twice if I need to mm-hmm. read answer, you know? And so I would definitely, um, say the second half was the uh that first half was the hardest second half was next hardest and then mm. the last half was definitely the easiest okay um, but you know i feel like you're kind of getting warmed up you kind of remembering all these things and um it, it definitely was a lot easier than the first half for sure gotcha so someone says formulas i am going to cram every formula on page 267 under earned value what would you say to those Don't do it <laughs> I had one EV question and it was wow. super easy. Wow. Wow. It, was, wow. it was something along the lines of, you know, if this is your SPI and this is your CPI, what's the project? Is it over yeah. budget, under budget, over, you know, over schedule, under schedule, but, you know, memorizing all the estimated and all that, I would say it's not. And even if you get that question wrong, it's only one question, right? Mm. In comparison to so many questions that are very much more broader knowledge base. Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. What would you say to people who um, have this book or may not have this book and uh, are contemplating whether to read it? Is it a good idea to read it? Um, I, that's a hard question for me to answer because I never actually read the Agile <laughs> Practice Guide. <laughs> you got a lot of Agile from my immersion training and discussions. And I'm really glad that you tuned into the podcast. So let's talk about that for a quick second. So you found the whole podcast, not on YouTube, like a lot of people do, but you found it on Spotify, right? Yeah. Well, I, I was seeking some type of PMP, anything to listen to when I was on a boring day at work or when I was on my walk. I was just like, I just need to listen to something, you know, because I'm doing a lot of writing, I'm doing a lot of note taking, I'm watching some videos, but not really because I was, you know, I I banned YouTube, right? So I banned all my video games. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, I can't do YouTube. Um, wow. And on wow. Spotify, some of your videos actually are on there. I didn't even know Spotify could do videos. So that's kind of cool. That's neat. That was yeah. a little bit of a loophole for me. I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not watching like videos for fun. I'm watching it for studying. Uh-huh. Um, but I think being able to, um, for the agile portion, if, if you feel lacking in it, the immersion course was that's why I took that because I, I didn't have enough time to read the book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that was my experience you know but I think if even if you read the book I think you would have a lot of value in that um but you know there's not a lot of definitional questions on the PMP wow that's good to of, know a lot of you know you have to understand the definition to get to the next part right mm-hmm. so it's not like you don't need a definition you need to know the definition you need to know agile manifesto and then you also need to know this situation in particular um and then a lot of it's like hybrid you know it's like this is a agile project with predictive elements it's a predictive Mm. project with agile elements now your brain is really racking on (laughs) you know different knowledge areas and you're trying to pull it all together um so reading the book i read a whole uh predictive book um, the Rita book, and that was definitely helpful, but I don't feel like uh, it added as much value as being able to understand 
you know, with the one-on-one, not one-on-one, but the emergent training and all that. Yeah, absolutely. It it took that knowledge and it made it real. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would say, you know, it, it, you don't, I don't think you can go wrong by reading it. Um, And I think you get some, I mean, I'm like, I'm confident. Like I, I read this 500 page book and I have a note on every single page in some regard, you know? highlight underline so if you do that same thing with the agile it's very thin mm. um i think there'll be a lot of confidence absolutely absolutely but jonathan i am so grateful for you coming to share your lesson learned and i'm hoping that we are going to be able to motivate inspire and encourage other people who say i can't do it it's insurmountable <clears throat> new baby on board and all these other excuses i'm hoping that yeah. people will get inspired just hearing what you had to say. And then we also got a question from Sumi, another question. And this says, is there adequate time to go back to a question? What would you say about that? I marked three questions or so per section, so per 60. And I just kind of kept the same answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, re- I think I changed one, maybe two answers total Smart. out of the nine or so. But your best answer is your first answer. And you know, when you when you take the it's how I learned that is when I took the practice exam and I changed like 10 answers and I got 80% of them wrong <laughs> from what I changed it from. Oh, so wow. I was like, my, <laughs> it's not really helping me changing the answer, you know? And so I would, I marked three and I, I literally just skimmed it. I was like, honestly, I don't really know. I'm just going to keep it or that's probably the right answer. You know, this is my best stab at it. Wow. Um, and I, I changed maybe one or two. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And I know you've actually already told a number of individuals about us if they are watching the podcast and they're going to hear your lesson learned and hopefully that will inspire them to go ahead, charge the exam and get it done. Any final thoughts before we hop off? Um, My number one recommendation for motivation would be to schedule your exam. Mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a PM, you know, you, you do your schedule, right? You, you schedule it out, you do your day and you do your, how many hours a day can you study and how many of this? And, and I did all that and I had it scheduled for July 15th or so. And then I looked at my personal life calendar and I looked at some other stuff. I'm like, I can't do it that late. I have weddings and I have all this stuff. And it's, and I was like, honestly, I don't think I'll be motivated into July. <laughs> I've been setting this since May. So I just said, it's going to be end of June. It's anytime end of June. And once you, once you schedule it, all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to get my butt in gear and you find the time, it, it, you know, it's not really about time. It's about priority. And mm. so you cut out things that aren't in priority and you say, you know, if this is the one thing, you know, it's, you know, you, once you pass, you pass, right. It's not like you have to start, take it again or anything. So, yeah. you know, I, I dedicated that time and my, you know, I talked with my wife and we had people helping with the baby and stuff like that. Um, but you know, if, whatever your life circumstances is always going to be an excuse There's always going to be, mm. I'm going to do it another day. I'm going to do another time. And, you know, when you nail down a date and you say, I'm not budging it all of a sudden, it doesn't really, the decision to do it is now gone. And now it's just like, mm. just to go forward. Um, and I find that and and even in life, you know, when you, when you finally make that decision, it's like, it frees you frees that mm. bandwidth of, when, when, when am I ready? Can I do it? You know, all this stuff. And it's just like, I'm going to do it. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to jump in and I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to be all the way ready. 
And that's what I felt like when I was taking the exam, like I'm never going to be like, I can watch all of Bill's videos and I can watch all of my company videos and I can do all this. But at, at one point, at some point there's a decline, right. You know? mm. And um, you gotta, you know, you know yourself really. And um, I think a lot of people uh, myself included like all through May and I, I was just like, well, you know, it's not a good time. It's not a good time. And you just got to make it a time, you know? And um, I feel like, uh, you know, projects fill the time you give it and PMP is a project. Mm, you know, that's a good point. And when you prepare, um, when you plan it all out and you look at, like I, I did a bottom up estimate, right? You, you look at all your days and you estimate the amount of time and you look at all the things you got to do. And then I bottom up and it was like, okay, you know, July 15th. And I looked at that. I was like, no, I don't want to do it then. And I just did a top down estimate. I said, I'm just going to do it this and I'm going to wow. make it work. And it was funny because I didn't have Bill in any of that planning but when I started when I started really like learning leaning into it, I was like well now I need to do a podcast and so I that's how uh, I found Bill and then that's how I found you know you I didn't honestly if you look at my schedule versus my actual it's completely different but wow. I think um you kind of you, you start to realize your areas areas of weakness and you start to just focusing on those things mm. and you start focusing on like you know, you're not just building a foundation, but you're really like attacking specific areas. Um, like I didn't know like the opportunities and risk stuff as well. And then you made it very clear with the A team and easy. And so, um, yeah, that would be definitely one of my top things. Set an exam date. Um, uh, take it in person if you can. Um, I know Phil says that a lot, um, but I took my cap M online because it's a two hour exam a lot easier, but I know I need to go to the bathroom. I need to eat. I need to do all these things. And, um, I've heard a lot of horror stories of, you know, like it just doesn't work out <laughs> and then you got to take it again. And then I didn't have the, the time to take, and I don't think anyone has the time to take a four hour exam twice. Mm -hmm. True. <laughs> That's you're going to be failed based off technical issues, not based mm. off the merit, you know? And so I was, you know, I, it was actually a six hour long, time commitment for me because it's a, an hour drive and an hour drive back um, hmm. but for me it was worth the hour drive to be able to take it one time yeah and you, know, you, you have that in your mindset you know it's like this is, this is my this is my shot right here hmm. and so i'm gonna do my best and um so yeah taking it um setting a date taking it in person and then the last thing would be um talk to people that you know and Really just like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, contracts. I mean, unless that's what you're passionate about, um, but just talk about something with, about, you know, this is what I learned today on with PMI. This is what I learned um, from my buddy Phil. This is, you know, and just, it, I think when you externally process it, when you write it down in a notebook and, you know, I, I have, my family has like a notebook that we share and I put all of like um, conflict resolution stuff because wow. I feel like that's important in every day. And I put like, you know, that the life cycle like diagram and I put the, uh, what's the one, the Shirley diagram or, or whatever it was called. Um, or Stacy, the Stacy diagram. Stacy, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know what that was. I thought that was just <laughs> made up and then I got it wrong on your practice exam. <laughs> I looked into it. Um, but all those things, you know, once you start, you know, writing, it's like it finalizes all that stuff. You just have it. Um, my, my other coach um, said you have a picture in your mind. And you can use that picture to really drive the questions instead of just knowing pieces and, and bits. 
So those will be my my three big takeaways for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing that. I still can't get over the fact that you leverage the opportunity of a, an unscheduled break and yeah. you seized it and you didn't go in there with a view to doing that, did you? You didn't know no. you were going to do that. No. And that's what I call being in the moment. I, I tell people be action ready, you know, because I use the acronym be calm, cool, calm and collected. But I say action ready, ready to spring into action if there's an opportunity or if something crazy happens. And that's what you did. You're the real boss. So I appreciate you coming in. Those of our friends listening on the PMP exam radio show, Jonathan is one of us who found this curriculum by being on the radio show. So I hope this has encouraged you. Just some really profound lessons. I love the stuff about putting in a notebook, making it real, having a picture. You dropped so many bombs, gold nuggets that I'm hoping people will go back and harvest the treasure trove you dropped. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Welcome to the PMP exam radio show where we bring you the best insights, tips and strategies for passing the PMP exam with confidence. That's right. Whether you're a seasoned project manager or just starting out, This show is your ultimate guide to acing the PMP exam and taking your career to the next level. We've got expert guests, real-world examples, and insider tips that will help you master the PMBOK guide and prepare for the toughest questions on the exam. So sit back, grab a pen and paper, and get ready to take notes as we dive into the world of project management and PMP certification. And don't forget to tune in every week for new episodes and exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. Let's get started. Thank you.